Hello and welcome back to Podcasting is Praxis. I'm David, my pronouns are he and him. I'm James and my pronouns are they and them. I'm Jamie, my pronouns are he and him. I'm Alistair, my pronouns are he and him. I'm Rob and my pronouns are he and him and I'm back. Rob. <laughs> the much maligned return of Rob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You say back, you're not actually back. Um, that's, no. that's a lie. But through the magic of space, time, and the internet, a series of tubes, as I've been told, I am still here. Some reason willingly as well, but okay. Yes. But not only do you want to be on the podcast while you're on holiday, you also found the cursed thing and then wrote eight pages of fucking notes about it. I did. <laughs> We do love a working holiday, don't we? <laughs> it's a podcaster's holiday, really. Yeah. Look, Alistair, if you do what you love, every day is a holiday. <laughs> Rob's only done this in fairness so that he can claim another holiday next month. Um, That's so you can see he didn't get which the full holiday which we're away. hearing about today, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> love to schedule. But yeah, uh, so... Uh, we're back, the full cast is here, and we're ready to go with a normal-ish episode. At least normal up to the yeah, Normal point. TM. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, first off, um, I suppose we should kind of briefly turn to, to James on the local elections and stuff. How did that go? It went. Yep, okay, cool. good, moving on. Moving All on. Right, and <laughs> yeah, Labour had a barnstorming uh, result, as, I, as I'm understanding. Yeah, um, as I understand it, Keir Starmer is on his way to 10 Downing Street as we speak. <laughs> um, and all is good. All is right yep. under heaven, right? Yep, cost of living um, crisis gonna, has been solved. That's he's going to give everyone 50 quid off the lecky bill or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> and Ode to Joy is echoing across the white cliffs of Dover as we rejoin <laughs> the EU, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, Labour, Labour got roundly fucked. Uh, I think they had a slight increase in the total number of councils that they so had. Was like two. plus 18 or something? Yeah, yeah very, very slight. Uh, but the, uh, overall, they get fucking rinsed because they should have done a lot better than that, especially with all the bemoaning of the Tories that they've been doing. And how many of the Tories were the Tories down? Were. Was it like 450 or something? Something like that. And they pretty much all went to the Greens and Lib Dems and a few <laughs> independents here and there. But yeah. Well, there is, um, I mean, there is the, you know, little, little detail about Tower Hamlets. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Aspire. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. They won more seats in Tower Hamlets than Labour, you know, gained across the entirety of the UK. Uh, I think it was uh, the entirety of England, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Because was... actually, they they actually did quite well in Wales, but that's because they actually are not a bunch, an entire bunch of cunts, a slightly more left wing flavour of cunt, as I as I understand it. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, so um, for anyone who doesn't know, Aspire Party are basically the fuck Labour party in Tower Hamlets for mysterious reasons. I uh, can't yeah. think why that would be a thing in Tower Hamlets of all places. It's undue, it's undue spiritual influence. <laughs> I mean, we have just seen like a former Labour councillor, a Labour councillor trying to say that people in in uh, in food banks like just need to learn that how to and... cook. <laughs> uh, it's because it's because he's so far away. Like it's, it's the lag. I've yeah. I spent some time <laughs> practicing my accents, which always work. And to see what's well, making them worse. <laughs> Rob hasn't actually been on a holiday. He's been in the training chamber from Dragon Ball Z, just like you know, powering up. 
He's got Hollywood. <laughs> for, Powering like, up like the With Ruto. one of the yeah. world's greatest voice coaches to loop accents. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Again, a point to note. It's not accents. It's literally just voices because Rob wouldn't be able to hold any accent he attempted for longer than three syllables. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to present but the yeah. smorgasbord. Um. <laughs> the small plate approach to stupid voices. <laughs> speaking of speaking of funny voices, what I'm really impressed with is that like nobody on our Discord shared that Michael Gove clip yesterday. Yeah. On Twitter. They were all too oh, busy talking yeah. about piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A Discord that has its priorities in order. Join our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to talk about something that's kind of fell around us because obviously, like I said, the party gate fucking shit that we said from the start was like a load of boring fucking shit and didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things because it wouldn't achieve anything, which has all turned out to be true. Uh, I don't know, it might achieve something. Well, well, no, it, it won't achieve <laughs> it, it, anything of its own volition, but... It certainly might change the political ma- uh, landscape quite dramatically. <laughs> so with the uselessness of that attack line has come the backfire from it, and the video that was going about a, a few months ago of Starmer like, shot through a window oh, at yeah, night... it was filmed by Dr. Robotnik, wasn't it? It was from the Doctor Robotnik, yes, yes. Um, That's Doctor Eggman to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, James Delingpole's son, Evil <laughs> Delingpole. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, his first name's Ivo. No. Yes. I, did, I tell you what, I did enjoy was um, you know Star Wars supporters online saying that this is obviously um, the work of hard left Corbinites, and it's like. Motherfucker, no one gives a shit enough of a shit about him to try and do something like this. Yeah, also and... also that's what about Rui. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's just it's just fucking incredible because you know, like the entire time of like uh I mean not even uh Corbin goes far back as uh, Ed Miliband, like the right wing press just w- and and Gordon Brown even just want to rat fuck any version of the Labour Party that gets put forward and like this is basically common knowledge. And yeah. the only way that a Labour Party is going to have anything approaching, uh, you know, an actual say in how the country should be run is by fighting, is actually fighting back against the fucking right wing press. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to be absolutely rat fucked by the exact newspapers that you are trying to placate at every single turn with every single pol- political maneuver you make, whether it be on trans rights, Islamophobia, uh, any any issue that you care to name has been in service of uh, chasing the um, the readership of the Mail and the Sun, and just the, the stupidest fucking shit that you could have actually you know tried to t- uh, make any kind of stand on this fucking Partygate shit, uh, just blowing up in your face because you are not in- completely incapable and unwilling of actually trying to combat these cunts at any level. But that might not be your thing. The thing is, Blair, Blair, like, got on with the papers. So to do Blairism, you must get on with the papers. Yeah. Rupert Murdoch is standing in the way of, like, Blair's return, if anything. <laughs> it's also, like, what I don't understand about these fuckers is they're going on, oh, it's all Corbinites, etc. And it's like, the people who they think are, like, you know, would do the kind of Corbinite stuff for ascribing have all fucking left the party. They're all in other parties now attempting to make gains at local elections and succeeding in some particular cases. Like, um, you know, the only people left in Labour are the terminally Labour-brained people um, who, you know, they're yeah, not... Yeah, sorry, Jack Frame-Reed. 
Yeah, they, they, well, they're just they're just not going to do anything that's interesting, you know. They, well, their they're whole not able thing is to. to. No, they're not. They're going to sit there quietly and go, "Please, sir, could you stop beating us?" In the hope that one day after the beating's end, we'll be able to somehow reclaim the red improved. flag. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's just very. If yeah. you're still in the labour party, you might as well leave because the like I can I can tell you from experience, you'll still get the fucking emails. <laughs> yeah, and, and ultimately, is that not the summarization of the entire Labour membership experience? I even uh-huh. rang the pricks and told them not to send me any, any more emails, and they still are. Love data protection, love GDPR, love love all that shit. But yeah, yeah. anyway, beer gate. So there was that footage of Starmer drinking a beer taken through a window at night. <clears throat> and this is from fucking months ago when there was some form of um, social distancing rules. It wasn't even a full lockdown, I don't think. But besides the fucking point, there were COVID restrictions in place. And this was shot, I think, about 10 o'clock at night or some shit. And nothing happened. It just kind of was on Twitter for a bit. And then it was just you know, generally forgotten about. No one picked it up in the main media until the aftermath of uh, Partygate and the fines being issued, at which point they all went, oh... So throughout Partygate, Starmer had been saying that Johnson should resign because he was under criminal investigation, not like found to be in breach of the law by the police, and it just literally under investigation. And he had some of the saddest parties in the world because, like, much like that long lens shot of Starmer holding a sad beer, like the the webcam screen caps we got from the Johnson parties were just like the world's saddest man in a paper hat holding, you know... Just utterly, utterly diabolical, beer. mandatory fun, the worst kind of evening that you've ever experienced. Kind yeah, of, kind of yeah, absolutely. Let's all do a quiz. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. So that started being picked up by, I think it's largely the Mail and the Express that have been kind of pushing this. I, I'll be honest, I have not been keeping up with the actual news on it itself. Just I think it's the follow. sun as well. The, yeah, the, oh, yeah, the sun's definitely been doing some of it. And the outcome of this now has been that... <clears throat> well, actually, one of the previous outcomes was that it was alleged that Angela Rayner wasn't there, but then it turns out she actually was, and they like mm-hmm. openly lied about this already, so that's that's cool. And then She's a couple also of days offered ag- to fall on her sword as well, so... <laughs> yeah, well, a couple of days ago, Starmer, in big brain genius moves... Came out and got to the, like the stage of actually doing a press conference about this thing, which I don't like, understand this. I just no, I, I can't. I, I I love how much all of this just fucking breaks your brain as an like an actual political organizer I, and just, planner like, and strategist. No, like so, this 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 whole bit. I heard a story about how when the Ed Stone was revealed on TV, one of their like politicals was in had no idea had no idea it was coming was somewhere else and was watching the press conference on TV. When that was unveiled, and he just started screaming, like not not even coherently, not screaming anything in particular, just going noises, <laughs> just like continuously through the whole thing, and um, yeah, yeah, it's a mood, it's a vibe. Like if I was in labour and seeing that shit, I think that'd be my response frankly, yeah. to this, because I don't understand it. I don't understand. The only people, by the way, James, that I saw, I, I saw some people, like, saying that this is what Starmer should do to, like, maintain the dignity of politics or some horseshit like that. <sighs> I saw people, like, advising, quote-unquote, him to do this. The only people that I saw on Twitter before he did it were David Aronovich, David Aronovich, and Jimmy Bollocks. <laughs> I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what is fun, though, is um, all, all the... People who are saying as soon as soon as um you know 
Starman was saying that he would uh, he would resign and stuff. Just saying, all he all he needs to do is apologise to draw a line under this. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes. I do we love, we love to see it. I do love that he's taken like uh, like serious fucking strategy advice from like the fucking the wallet inspector himself. <laughs> just I've got the statement here for at least part of it that he made. Oh, don't I, fucking! I'm not going to do the voice. Words. Just no. I, I, I don't However, care. Rob, I, do you know what it is? I deliberately didn't watch this, and now you're going to inflict it on me here. This is fucking cyberbullying. Yes, I, I have got some bad news for you, Jamie. You are in fact on a political podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it was I probably going to come. Everyone up. much prefers it when we talk about barbarians and or piss. <laughs> no, 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 no. They don't. I am absolutely clear that no laws were broken. They were followed at all times. I simply had something to eat while working late in the evening, as any politician would do days before an election. But if the police decide to issue me with a fixed penalty notice, I would, of course, do the right thing and step down. Oh, my See, God. When, when, when Keir Starmer says he follows the law, I imagine that's in the same way that, like, Rupert Myers follows women. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I did see. I did see this this comment about uh, Keir Starmer is a human rights was Keir Starmer was a human rights lawyer. To which someone replied, "Yeah, and Harold Shipman was a doctor." It's exactly yeah. the same kind of vibe. Frankly, <laughs> it's incredible though. It's just like, what if we just hand the future of our political project into the hands of the police force, your natural allies? Well, there's a couple of fun little parts of this here. So first off, is mm-hmm. that whole. Um, I was working, but they've been really going on this. I was working, but uh, the schedule says he wasn't. The schedule says that they were having a meal after they finished campaigning, and then he went back to his hotel. Does he look like the kind of man who drinks a beer for fun? (laughs) (laughs) No, he looks like the kind of man who drinks a beer for enforced fun. Did you see? Yes. Did you did you see the justification they had for uh, him still being working after after the? this terrible photo of him drinking a beer was taken. Is it because he's the squarest cunt that's ever lived? <laughs> I mean, you're right, but that wasn't why. The reason, the, the justification for him still being working was someone sent a tweet from the, like, official Keir Starmer account at, like, some like midnight or one o'clock in the morning. It's like, motherfucker, like, loads of people have access to that account. Now, that, that is not, <laughs> that's not proof of anything. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of evidence that basically suggests that he actually wasn't working at the time, including that fucking schedule that was dropped. And yeah, so fun times there. But the other fun part of this is the Durham Police section. They're mm-hmm. banking on Durham Police not issuing a fixed penalty notice because they don't have previous on it because they didn't issue Dominic Cummings with one. No, they're doing it because they actually have a policy of not doing retroactive fines, essentially. Well, that'd be that, that's it. Yeah, penalties, do, you know. They don't, but... It's going to be very hard for that to continue, I think, um, partly because parts of Labour have openly briefed that the reason that they have done this is to put pressure on the police to not issue a fixed penalty notice. Was and also, like just there, was another, it, like... there was another uh, 50, I think, fixed penalty notices issued today by the Met for the Partygate shit. So if that mm-hmm. is now actively still happening at the same time that Starmer has just done this, it looks a bit harder for Durham police to then turn around and go, oh, no, actually, we'll, we'll not do that. So, yeah, bad play. There's, there's also... Um, isn't, he like, isn't he like mates with the uh, PCC? Yes, he is. Yeah. There's that. 
And there's also just like the the sheer like so there's this whole thing, right, where if your party does something then in public, even if you think it's stupid, you're meant to put the best spin on it you can. And then in private, you're meant to kind of criticize and go, This is stupid, let's not do this again, right? It's part of political discipline, something that the left generally could do to learn. Um but what's really interesting to me is the Labour right wing, they've got the don't ever say anything bad in public about it kind of side of things. But then when it comes to the and then do serious internal criticism, like internally, they, they don't they don't do that. They don't do that at all. But what they do do is they go tell their thinking to the press right away. It's just a staggeringly bad politics. I can't Look, understand. James, that's not fair. Sometimes they do it while the events are unfolding in front of them. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I just, like, I can't work out how this was in any way, shape, or form a good idea from start to finish. Because I don't, I'm, I'm going to be really honest with you, I do not understand who this is for. It's, it's for Can anyone tell me? It's for libs and melts who want decency and, yeah. you know, norms. That's what this is for. It's the show that's the Guardian comment section. Yeah, see, I, I'm not, I, I'm not convinced of that. There'd be like totally there'd be guys up and down the country who look exactly like Millhouse with their dick halfway into a briefcase during that press conference, just like <laughs> grinning from ear to ear. I'm not, I'm not sure because surely, for the love of God, what they really want is a, I mean, is a focus on the actual wrongdoing. And on, you know, like, essentially what they want is they want to see a a credible Labour opposition. And they have to know in the hearts of hearts that this is a bad move. I mean, mean, James, I don't know anyone this came off good to. As I said, their problems aren't even necessarily how they're dealing with, uh, well, their problem, I should say, their problems started before all of this beer gate shit started unfolding, right? Because... Mm-hmm. They are waging uh, a political campaign since, you know, since they decided they had to uh, eliminate enough of the left from within the party of waging a campaign entirely based on, like, the fact that Boris Johnson is, uh, you know, an untrustworthy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as soon as the shoe, like, sort of the other shoe drops of actually Keir Starmer's a bit of a cunt himself because of all the reasons that, you know, we on the left already know, the fact that he is also a massive fucking liar, uh, it actually comes a bit unravelled. Yeah, it's hard to do, uh, it's hard to yeah. do um, Boris Johnson as a bastard man as your entire fucking thing when Keir Starmer is also a bastard man. I mean, I guess, I mean, the whole thing really does sum up to me sowing. Ha ha ha, yeah, this rules. Me reaping. Oh God, this sucks. What the fuck? Like, yeah. But it's just, the constituency that they're doing this for is a guy they've made up in their head that they want to impress, basically. See, that's like, right, okay, there we go. That 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 does square it, right? It's not a I mean, so, constituency. So, it does exist, yeah, I, but like the size of I'm, it is something they've made up. I guess this is my problem. I'm trying to imagine what actually existing group of real people columnists. does this appeal to. Columnists. To at- I don't think it does. I don't think the columnists really... Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that's who... The, the, don't get me wrong. This is who they're trying to appeal to, I mean, and you, it's not do working. Do you honestly think that, like, Keir Starmer's Labour Party wouldn't, like, fucking, do you know what I mean, set themselves up for a, a colossal hiding just to impress David Aronovich and Jimmy Bollock? This feels to me like something that they've reacted to in such a hurried and rushed way that they didn't even focus group it and that's why they feel yeah, so yeah, lost I mean, on it not, and not, that's why wrong, the David. only thing they've done is looked at papers and went well what the fuck do we no, think I, 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 just, I just sorry I've just figured out who this is for it's mm-hmm. for Brenda Phillips 
Oh, it's the for... fucking imaginary person. Uh, yeah, yeah the... in Jess Phillips' head. That's who yeah, it's for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the like, David, you are right. Like, they, uh, I, I was, I can't remember what fucking um, where it's from, but basically, someone asked, like, Keir Starmer basically saying they were absolutely blindsided by the uh, the deluge uh, uh, from the Mail and the Sun and Express or whatever. They just <laughs> completely flat footed. Um, they were not anticipate like, again, like basing your entire like political strategy around um, fucking columnists for the Sun and uh, the fucking Daily Mail might have a few holes in it as we as we're coming <laughs> to understand. Yeah, oh well, best luck to them. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, could yeah. be happening to a nicer bloke. <laughs> That's, that's where we are with that. Uh, there's not really much more to update on. It's just a case of wait and see what happens. It will be and incredibly laughing. fucking funny if Durham actually do issue a fine. Like It'll be one of the funniest fucking things out if that happens, um, especially when he tries to backtrack on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always, fun. it's always funny to see someone checkmate themselves. It, yeah. Uh, and David, we will we, we will finally be uh, be one step closer to the prophecy of Wes. Yes, the Wes Jess ticket is coming. I can feel it. <laughs> Things can there. only get Wesser. So that's that. Now, Rob, I'll hand over to you because you've done the rest of the, the work on this. I have, yeah. Um, now, first I wanted to talk a little bit about an old friend uh, that we don't really talk about anymore, except when we have to, which is uh, Brexit and the uh, island of Ireland, northern and otherwise republic. He's back, everyone. <laughs> um, I, hear, I hear they're uniting yeah they are actually um no i mean Sinn Féin obviously had incredibly good results in the in the local elections in northern ireland and is now poised to um get assume the majority in stormont but uh for for reasons that we'll get into the the dup uh, doesn't want to play ball because um they think that there should be no border, actually, in the Irish Sea. I'm sorry. So, hang on, sorry. Just out of context, Rob. Hmm. For some reason, the DUP don't want to play ball with Sinn Féin. Yeah, Can't I possibly think why. <laughs> I know. I only woke up under a bridge yesterday. I have no idea what's going on. Um, so, essentially... To please the DUP and for reasons of it, mainly internal politics, uh, <laughs> the UK government is once again trying to remove the Northern Ireland Protocol, uh, and specifically, they're passing and they're setting up to pass a series of law that would scrap all customs checks, remove the EU Court of Justice, and remove all requirements for Northern Irish businesses to follow EU regulations. Um, this is apparently, at least according to the government, in a bid to improve the situation in Northern Ireland. And it's widely regarded as a bad move. <laughs> yes. But it's incredible because, like, you know, this is the thing that everybody, including us, said all along. It's like, you can't just say to to the Irish thing, it's like, oh, yeah, no, there's the protocol and then everything's okay. Because, like, it doesn't work that way. And the protocol was the only way. And it was only the DUP that never understood that they were being sacrificed uh, to, to, to just get out of, for Boris to get out of the out of the European Union, and now the chickens are once again circling the roost. I didn't know that a trade war with the EU would sound like pipe, fiddle, and drum, but here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, so that's essentially, like, if they do this, and it's always, like, question of if, because it, essentially, they're doing round infinity trade negotiations with the EU uh, over the Irish border, and this is, like, every once in a while, this crops up, but I think it's a little bit more interesting now because essentially this is a Liz Truss original. 
Um, and I think she. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, we're a big fan of, uh, of uh, Truss's body of work, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially, I think she's just trying to like score points with the insane people who form the selectorate um, that will choose Boris's re- replacement. And this is like a nice wedge issue between her and Sunak and Gove. Essentially, the the probable. I mean, except for Patel, who we know. I is mean, how win. how could you how could you not vote for the cosplay artist? You know. <laughs> this is yeah. Um, yeah, as I said, uh, like it's it's all, they're also trying to still please the the DUP, um, which I don't know. I don't think there is any pleasing the DUP. I don't think that exists. Like short thought, of was, just like. I was kind of under the impression they just you know as soon as like they had the majority, it was like fuck you, like don't give a shit anymore. Um, yeah, to the no, DUP. I mean, so like. It's complicated. Nah. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> but apparently, like, doing all this, essentially just, like, one-sidedly scrapping, like, the main provisions of the of the island protocol as part of the Brexit agreement is fine because our completely uh, independent uh, attorney general, Suella Braverman, said uh, it. this is all good and legal and you, you can do this. Oh, a fine intellect. <laughs> That's because, you know, the, the the UK has a very functional and normal government system where the Attorney General of the country is also part of the leading party and actually part of the government. So if they want to do something, they won't do it because there's rules and norms in place. And otherwise, people should resign mm-hmm. if they... I was going to say, it's like... Because, I mean, you know, elected... elected um, fucking... Um, what's the word? Cunts? <laughs> yeah. Um dictatorship they're an elected dictatorship so you know they can just say no this is legal now uh you know even if it's in breach of uh international treaties and whatever like because parliament is sovereign they can just tell the tell the rest of the world to go fuck themselves uh in like then that be legal within the uk uh, i mean it is so essentially sure- an ex- it is essentially an extension of what the government's been doing like internally for you know since it came into office is like well we have a majority what the fuck are you going to do about it fuck you buddy you know this is just apply that to the european union its main trading partner and it'll be interesting to see what happens if they go through with it the irish unification of 2024 is almost (laughs) inevitable at this point like you know it's i don't if they actually try and do this then things are going to get really quite nuts in a very short space of time because the EU is well and truly done with our shit. And I think yeah. at this point, if they try it right now, then I think the EU will just go put them in their place. I don't, like, I actually, don't know. I don't think so. The EU is not like temperamentally <laughs> geared that way because they're all like, oh, we're doing the Ukraine thing at the moment and we need to present the United Front. But like, it won't help the situation. Mm. It'll just make everything worse. I mean, that's that's sort of the trajectory we're on anyway. But it's just we need we need like we need like a like some some kind of law like Moore's law, but for the UK getting stupider faster. <laughs> <laughs> the density of neurons decreases by half every eighteen months. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like once again, who's this for? Because like even you know like the, the, as we said, like Sinn Fein has this new majority. He means plurality. He's on holiday at this point. Just, just leave it. Don't, don't bother. Just leave it. The majority of of Northern Ireland, as far as I understand it, is not interested in scrapping the entire protocol. And it's just like 
this is really because it is a conservative and unionist party that they want to do this. And it's just like to please seven psychos on the on the Tory backbenches. And to do it's that... It's for flag just... shaggles. Yes. Yeah, for a very specific mm-hmm. breed of flag shaggle, though. The bowler-hatted ones. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's just they're just looking great. And I'm just like in the middle of everything, all the other bullshit we're doing. It's just like we're just going to start an unnecessary trade war and just like sharpen the, the tensions you know, within Northern Ireland and, and the Republic like even more. Because I don't know why. Because you can. But it's baffling I'm not sure to they, me. I'm, re- I'm really not sure they can, though. I think there's there's got to come a point where the EU basically just decides to tell Britain to fuck off. And to do it in a... Like, they have to at some point. Yeah, you know, there at has, some point. There has to come a point. And, you know, if your argument is, well, they won't do it during Ukraine, I don't know, that might be a good time to do it because the rest mm. of the like EU is distracted with Ukraine. I, so, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I see the EU as a slightly different beast than you. Like, it could very um, well be that... Can't Hungary just, like, block anything the EU tries to do? Yeah, pretty much. Also that. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Let's not get into the specifics of that because it's incredibly boring and technical. Um, and, you know, I... Yeah, I t- yeah. let's not get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, having talked about that and, and stopping ourselves before it became boring and technical, um, I wanted to talk about our main story for tonight, which began as it sometimes does, with what I thought was going to be a small nugget, and then I lost my mind. Um, and essentially, the, the thesis that I want to promote this evening is that um, outsourcing firm Capita is actually our pacifist comrade in the struggle for liberation. <laughs> is Capita helping us unilaterally disarm our entire military? Yes, in a way. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, this, I'll, I'll start with the nugget first. Uh, this was this week in the UK Defence Journal. Um, the £130 million contract for the Army Recruitment website, which is fully outsourced to Capita, has for the last two months provided a totally offline website. Um, <laughs> yep. That's a fucking bet. Uh, that's like a cork board with bits of paper stuck in it isn't it it gets even I better i think i know so... where this episode is going now rob so carry on <laughs> because this um uh, the, the website hasn't been working and the army still does need to recruit uh somewhere they've just put like a, an open job advert for like entry-level soldiers on total jobs uh which uh posting a job there costs 167 Wanted. quid Warm bodies <laughs> <laughs> Fantastically, by the way, if you go to Total Jobs and you look at the um, the regular soldier like job advert, you also get to see uh, you know people who looked at this job also looked at X, and the other posts that people who looked at becoming a regular soldier were, and also they're also interested were uh, HR assistant, HR administrator, HR analyst, <laughs> all of which, by the way, pay much better than becoming a soldier in the UK Army. Um, yeah, well, all, and- the, all the people. All the people who would also be interested in, like, fascist and paedophile as other jobs, they all went in Ukraine, didn't they? So, do you, know, do you know what that is, though? Do you know what's going on there? Someone, his job it is, is to put that ad online and check it's still online and still working. And that person obviously hates their job in HR, yes. and so every time they go on to check that the ad is still working on the website, well, I mean, they're looking for other opportunities while they're there. James, I think like the despair is reaching a bit high because apart from all those HR functions, the last function that at least I saw on the website was part-time industrial cleaner. So, <laughs> so you can, you can I mean, I love to I love to work as a solvent. 
<laughs> Arguably a part-time industrial cleaner could apply as a job title within the army, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I'm not going to think about it, so fuck you. <laughs> um, especially. So that is the army... What is the army if not really a universal solvent when you drill down into it? <laughs> so, One way uh, trick to avoid bankruptcy. Can I just get that again, Rob? So what was the what was the cost of the website versus the cost of the advert? Uh, uh, the like cost of sixty quid. Total quid total cost of the the website, which is part of a larger contract we'll get into. But the website itself is one hundred and thirteen million pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's including like the, the back, um, like that's including like the back office software to like manage uh, if you were to re- uh, apply as a regular soldier it would track your file essentially from you applying uh all the way through to the end and then link it up with army medical uh, uh, inf- uh software and all that kind of stuff so yeah, that's 113 million pounds how often rob how long is the contract for uh well the contract's been going since 2012 and is that like is it that much per year or the total value of the contract is nearly 500 million quid but uh was renewed and made easier in 2017 and costs now 677 million quid okay right sure versus 150 on this website 167 but yeah sure And fantastically, Excellent. because the system is still so fucked, um, the army recruitment offices. Every government worldwide should be forced to like give me their money, and then I'll like spend <laughs> it on shit. Yeah, I, just, I, 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 absolutely, I absolutely will not be giving any cunt six hundred million quid for a fucking website. I'll tell you that much <laughs> right off the bat. I'm gonna be. I'm dead serious. I know, I I know think... a couple of dipshits who could do one much stupider than that, assuming they're still yeah. in business. <laughs> This is the thing, like, if they gave us this podcast 600 million and said, you know, recruit for the British Army, I reckon we could do a better job of it, frankly. Think of for the t-shirts like... we'd develop for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, according to uh, a different paper Sorry, called... just a, a, recru- a recruitment campaign, which is join the army or will make you ride the Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is according to The Register, which is another paper that I've gotten quite a lot of information about this uh, uh, out. Without access to digital services, the army is using paper systems to manage their recruitment activity. They have declared a cyber emergency and enacted Operation <laughs> Rhodes. Uh, well, I presume that declaring a cyber emergency hasn't worked because they are totally offline. Yeah, still, by the way. As of today, they're still offline. <laughs> cyber emergency sounds like a plot in Doctor Who. <laughs> Cyber emergency is what happens at the end of the lawnmower man. <laughs> Cyber emergency sounds like something that's a problem when you're online as a 14 year old and your family come home unexpectedly. <laughs> yeah, so essentially, I wanted to spend the rest of today's episode just like talking about um, Capita and the army recruitment process and how well that's been going for the last like 15 years or 10. Yeah, Ted's probably more accurate. Um, so, unfortunately, once again, some old friends have come to the rescue. It's the House of Commons Public Accounts Committee, um, specifically their 2019 paper on uh, MOD contracts with Capita. Once again, the National Audit Office, our old friends, um, <laughs> who in, did an investigation into British it, army I'm sorry, it's re- it is really funny to me how many fucking like stories we get out of something called the National Audit Office. Isn't it good? <laughs> this thing that sounds really boring, but boy howdy. Just <laughs> you wait. 
Uh, and the specific uh, mention to the register, like I said, it's like a tech news website, uh, and specifically Gareth Caulfield, Cor- who wrote up a lot of this stuff and had sources that are some of which I'll, I'll cite later. Uh, so essentially, this is part of the whole thing is part of a 1.3 billion deal between the MOD and Capita. Uh, f- about nearly 500 million quid initially was spent on uh, what is known as the Recruitment Partnership Pro- Project or RPP. Um, essentially, this was signed in 2012. Um, <laughs> uh, that one was just for Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so already, like back in the 2000s and 2010s, the army had been struggling to meet its recruiting targets and maintain the stated manpower that it said it should have, especially in certain specified professions where you like aircraft mechanic, that kind of stuff, where you get way better pay and much less conditions than you do uh, if you stay in the military. Um, so, and according to the National Audit Office, the army in 2012, when it signed this agreement, they wanted to solve the following problems, broadly speaking. They were missing recruitment targets, which might get worse if the economy improved. Uh, its IT systems were vastly... Oh, I love it. I love it they just come out with this shit. Holy shit. Okay. Cool. Uh, the, the less immiserated people are, the less they tend to apply to our jobs. It's, just, it's a damn shame. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that problem's going to self-correct soon enough, isn't it? Exactly. Bullet sponge <laughs> is going to shoot up the listings again. Um the, its IT systems in 2010 essentially were already vastly out of date and its recruitment officers didn't communicate with with each other and were generally kind of shambolic. And naturally, this being the era of Cameron, they thought, well, what if we cut the budget and got the private sector more involved because then we would get more efficiency and better things for our money. Rob, Good. what roughly were the outcomes of each of these three goals after 10 years? Not so positive as you might think. If the situation got worse. All the metrics they judged by went down, but David Cameron got some nice new pigs to fuck. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a decent summary, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Uh, So this, uh, the Recruitment Partnership Project, the RPP, uh, was supposed to handle all recruitment for all branches of the military, so the Army, Navy, Air Force, Reserves, etc., and it was supposed to bring in the efficient private sector instead of the old stodgy state-run sector, um, which, by the way, only lost 2% of the people who, from first application to actually going into basic training. That number from 2% is going to go somewhat up uh, in, in the following years. And it would also uh, free up a bunch of active duty soldiers to do frontline work because this is during the Afghanistan war years, after all. So instead of sitting around in a recruitment center, they could sit around in uh, Afghanistan uh, and you know do nothing. <laughs> so, so we've Recruit taken the for guys. The Taliban instead. <laughs> so <laughs> we take we've taken the guys who presumably know literally anything about what it takes, as it were, to be in the military. Getting rid of those fuckers and getting some. Like, bottom-of-the-barrel, minimum wage, like, unfortunate idiots Ah, to deal with this entire thing. But what kind of unfortunate idiots do you think? Because the army recruitment... The recruitment centers used to be actual physical places, and they were replaced with a call center. (laughs) Amazing. 
Um, so, and instead what happened, and let me read you a bit from the House of Commons report. In 2012, the British Army naively launched into a 10-year partnership with Capita to recruit new soldiers, thinking it could leave Capita alone to manage this recruitment. However, the company, Capita, entered the contract without fully understanding the complexity of what it was taking on. Both parties entered into an overspecified no. contract and then introduced Say changes. Say it ain't so. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> uh, uh, both parties entered, to an, in, entered into an over-specified contract with, by the way, over 10,000 specific requirements and uh, functions that, that needed to, to, targets that needed to be met, and then introduced changes along the way to centralize the approach to recruiting without ever trialing them before going live with them. <laughs> this is, this is what we call the efficiency of the free market, because you can just disregard the majority of those 10,000 requirements and then just still get your money. Yeah, it's in, in army parlance. It's known as doing an. It's Ajax. called innovation, idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, again, from the report, Capita's performance has been abysmal since it started, and it has failed to meet army recruitment targets every single year of the contract. An unacceptable level of service delivery. Fortunately, the uh, MOD has just extended Capita's contract into 2026. So don't worry. <laughs> Say, yeah, too too fucking big to fail, right? Well, for other reasons that we'll get into later, once Capita is in there like a deer tick, it's kind of very hard to get them out of there. Um, and it's all a bit old, really, because I went to Capita's own website on the Recruiting Partnership Project, and in this headline, it says... Yeah. Um, it says that Capita itself has got, quote, a good deal of its DNA in defense and security. <laughs> uh, Capita and the army, through genuine partnership and a shared thirst to succeed... <laughs> uh I do like that. It's, yeah, they got their mouth fully around the money faucet now, and it's very difficult <laughs> to dislodge them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Capita and the MOD have delivered one of the greatest project transformations, not only in the MOD, but in it's all UK government contracts. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly is a transformation to behold. <laughs> But like this project is so dog shit that even Capita on its own website can't quite get away, but they hide it in like the eighth or ninth paragraph, which only psychos like me keep reading. Um, there was a cultural shift away from Capita being challenged to achieve targets to a more collective <laughs> recognition that both sides, that both parties share responsibility <laughs> for our communal failure and successes. Oh, neoliberalism <laughs> is when you both sides the failure of privatization. <laughs> uh, later on, by the way, the army admitted that it was, quote unquote, preoccupied with the Afghanistan war and didn't really know what it was doing when it signed this contract. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, you have to understand, I was going through a very strange time in my life. <laughs> Just... Yeah, it was, it was a very difficult time. I didn't know what I was signing up for. Uh, and it might turn out that I might regret this a few years down the line. Oh, no. what What is this? I'm seeing a lot of parallels all of a sudden with something else. I, I, I got I got involved with this, you know, strange, exotic person. Um, like, people had told me they had a bad history, but I didn't listen to them. And uh, what, what can I say? I made some bad decisions. Are you really going to hold that against me? Fantastic. I mean, my, uh, Absolutely, my, my, yes. <laughs> my, my partner lives in Afghanistan. You, you've, you wouldn't have met her. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, while Capita later Actually, on... hang on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. Apologies to our historically literate listeners. But clearly, 
that was getting back together with an X if you look at British history. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, while Capita, in a letter to the House of Commons later on, admitted in writing that it was more interested in chasing revenue and winning contracts than actually working with the army and delivering a recruitment website. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yes, I mean, like, what, what buffoon sat down and thought, you know that they were entering into this for any other reason than it's to make money. Who, what <laughs> idiot moron child said yes? The private sector is going to, out of its good nature and goodwill, do this out of the goodness of its own heart. Oh, Alistair, why is it right? Why is it when you're slacking at your job, it's all uncritical support, but when your job <laughs> decides to slack at the government <laughs> level? <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't really particularly care because anything that makes our military even more ineffectual than it already yeah. is is probably on balance a good thing. So, to a def- to a degree, yeah, like com- Comrade Capita, welcome to the resistance. Yeah, <laughs> a cri- critical support, as Rob was saying. Carry on. <laughs> Um, yeah, so essentially, as I said, the, the, the contract that was eventually signed had over 10,000 areas of specification, uh, which also meant that Capita couldn't, like buy recruitment software off the shelf from a different company uh, because they had to integrate it into the MOD's incredibly antiquated systems. They had to build their own software, like recruitment software from scratch that could work with the MOD's insane outdated systems. This always Um, goes so well. Yeah. So those are there. If you're wondering why are there 10,000 specifications, that's because the army has over 240 career employment groups and the army expected Capita to deal with all 240 of them in at the same time in the same program. And meanwhile, by the way, if you're wondering what is the army doing, they admitted that for a very long time they were passively managing the program. Passively managing a program like landlords love their passive income. Wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. No, it's just like that one guy who is passively managing the Ajax. <laughs> yes, exactly. Whenever uh, whenever I get yelled at at work for not being productive enough, I just tell them I'm passively working. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, don't worry about it because there are clawback provisions in the contract in case Capita fucks up something spectacular. Unlike the Ajax, but those clawback conditions I don't think really do exist. Um, but we'll get into how how much the army clawed back later on. So the contract signed in 2012, and Capita goes away, um, and then finds out that, as I said, they have to build their own software. Uh, and in, initially, they start doing that, and the army says, "No, we'll con- keep control of all the IT and the hardware. You guys have to build some software." Um, and that doesn't work because the teams don't talk to each other. Why, you ask? That's because Capita has a contract with the MOD and not with the army. So there's no contractual link between the army IT services and Capita <laughs> developing the software. They all have this to like, talk beautiful. to the MOD in the middle. This is so good. I am like, I'm fully a half mass <laughs> salute from just the sheer beauty of this system. One like it's absolutely fantastic. Man in the middling their own fucking contract. Like I love it. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Uh, the MOD, by the way, according to the National Accounting Office, our good friends, uh, underest quote unquote underestimated the complexity of what it was trying to achieve, and consequently the resources required <laughs> to manage the risks, and had an army. No shit. There was also an army project management team that was quote unquote inexperienced and under resourced. <laughs> 
in the meantime, by the way, so halfway through, they essentially decide that this shit doesn't make any sense. And rather than bringing the whole thing back in-house, they say to Capita, what if we gave you more money and you could also manage the IT infrastructure as well as the software? All they heard was that first fucking clause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that bit in The Simpsons where they're trying to train the dog and it only hears like one word at a time. <laughs> In the meantime, by the way, I should stress the recruitment for the army is, of course, still ongoing. Um, but while this software was being developed over a period of nearly five years, no actual have, changes were made to the... Have the uh, army considered just getting good? Because if, like, no one was getting shot, they wouldn't need as many new recruits. Have <laughs> they thought about that? Like, maybe they could just not, like, fuck, they could stop invading places and then there'd be less chance of people getting shot. Well, remember, J- Jamie. Remember, this is this is in the period where we had a referendum on uh, the way we vote for things, and we decided that we were going to send more body armor to the soldiers <laughs> on the front than yeah, to change the way we vote. And, and so, incubators, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, which I, just I presume got... were um, delivered also, almost also instantly. for the soldiers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just got <laughs> in in my head the phrase. Ajax get good and learn to parry has just like appeared unbidden <laughs> from the depths. James yeah. is a master of Elden Ring, turns up on the front line and just defeats all comers with ease, unsheathing their katana. And then tragically the venture fails when I walk down an elevator shaft, but never mind. <laughs> Capita doing dodge rolls. Um, essentially, if you're wondering, by the way, what happens in the between time while they're fucking around with the surf, uh, uh, with the servers and stuff, uh, let is me it, read you a little bit either, more. Is it either nothing or all hell breaks loose? <laughs> yep. Well, let, 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 let the, I'll let the uh, National Audit Office uh, answer you. The delays in implementing the online recruiting system meant that Capita had to develop manual workarounds to process applications between 2014 and 2017. Applicants were unable to manage their applications online, undermining the candidate-led approach. This meant that Capita could not introduce the new approach to recruitment as originally envisaged. So instead of giving an actual service, what they did was literally revert back to pen and paper recruiting for everything, all the files. They just went but back have, to paper. Have they, have they still got that all hell that they locked in the barn? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm loving the idea that they get rid of a potato peel and punishment detail and replace it with a pen and paper going through applicants to the job. Like, there's a couple of really fucked off squaddies have they, sitting um, down. Have they considered recruiting people to do the recruitment? They did. That is essentially what happened later on, yes. Um, so in 2017, and by the way, the software, like the recruitment project, the website, everything's way over date already. Um, but the, no. army notice, the, the army notices that something is not entirely going according to plan um, because nothing's operational. And rather than saying to Capita, what the fuck are you doing? They decided that they were being too harsh on poor old Capita and lowered the <laughs> conditions of the contract. So it would be easier Capita for Capita to fulfill Capita is a small bean and uh, gets nervous. So you have to be nice to it. Exactly. Otherwise it can't deliver, otherwise it can't deliver an entirely new like IT system. <laughs> do, you, exactly. do you know what I think that is? I, th- I think that is for you know, Capita going... Yeah, we're shit and we know it. What are you going to do about it? And the army being so intimidated, they go into room and go, should we just, like, get what we can? Yeah, I guess that's maybe a quiet life and all. And so they lower the, like, requirements of it in that way. Let, just... me, let me read you a little bit from the Public Accounts Committee. 
In April 2017, the Army agreed to revise its contract with Capita, lowering performance targets and resetting the penalty clauses. It believed that continuing to apply maximum service credit deductions would not give Capita an incentive to invest in improving its performance. So what they did, they said to Capita, would you do better if we took all the penalty clauses out? And Capita said, yeah, we will. Pinky promise. Yeah, it's fine to do that for um for a private company, but if you do that to like individuals with disabilities, like no, that, mm-hmm. that doesn't work. Normal governments have the um have the army of the army considered shooting Capita. Well, there's a problem <laughs> with with shooting Capita. Um, the problem is is that um because of the, the way the contract is written, the army doesn't actually have full ownership of the intellectual property rights upon which the, all the recruiting <laughs> stuff is based. Oh man! Absolute magnifique <laughs> like that. You could tell. Sorry, I'm just picturing like the army comes into the Capita offices, and they sign a contract, and the second they leave, everyone just bursts out laughing, and they start slapping the contract lawyer on the back <laughs> yeah, exactly. and travels all round. <laughs> that is so fantastic. Slaps the contract, says this baby will fit ten thousand penalty clauses. Um, <laughs> I, I just, by I love the idea that. To go back on what you said just a little bit before, there was a there was a cap out to the penalty that could be applied, which still kept Capita in profit. Yes, it did. And the, the army realized, oh, we can't actually penalize them anymore. Uh, we just need to keep paying them out. Shit! Like this is the worst contract negotiation I've heard of in some time. What? So funny like, to while... me is the idea of the army being slapped with a DMCA claim. <laughs> 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 uh, could you imagine you go onto like the uh, ukarmy.co.uk or whatever and it's just like it doesn't even come out on, on Google anymore <laughs> um, so like while the army does have the contractual rights to the actual software code the complexity of the systems means that it will be incredibly quote unquote difficult to test its future uh, adaptability without Capita becoming permanently involved. And even if the army decides to continue the system but boot out Capita, it will have to continue to pay Capita for a license to use the software because the army doesn't own it. <laughs> this is this is that one dude who's a software engineer in the business who is unfucking fireable because he's correctly posited that if he makes everything as arcane and obscure as possible, then basically he's got a job for life, except it's being done by a corporation. But basically, I mean, like, to be fair, again, we have to stand because that is how you guarantee your job security in like <laughs> yeah. a stupid office environment is you make it so arcane that, you know, you are who, who can generate? Who knows how to generate the earnings report without the system falling over? We've got like one guy, his name's Fred, he comes in one day a week. Like, yes, love it. Absolutely wonderful. Now, I want to stress that, like, it's not all bad news because in 2017, the new recruitment website does actually go live after a four-year, four-month delay from the initial signing of the contract. But it's live. Uh, but I say it goes live, but according to the register, when it went live, it went live as read-only. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, I, I, like, I know they, I know at the time they were complaining that the army needed to be better armored, but <laughs> fucking <laughs> armoring and protecting the application folders and forms is like, yeah. I've just gone to the like Army MOD UK website and it says we're currently experiencing yes. some technical issues with the army recruitment system. <laughs> 
Oh, so all you can do is fucking call a phone number. Yes. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, right before we close this section off at the end, Alistair, I'll tell you why they're currently offline, because it is absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> so essentially what happens is, like, um, like I said, the website doesn't work, so Capita starts to just push the paper around. Um, and let me read you again from the register. Most concerningly, the rollout of Capita's new website and recruitment system recruit resulted in several naval recruiters, quote, quote unquote, implementing business continuity plans to ensure that existing candidates continue to be processed. As reported previously, these plans included recruiters manually emailing 500 people uh, per group at a time to give them further information. Sergeant! Sergeant, I've got a problem. The the BCC field can't hold that many people. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to join the army with the role of poster in chief. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wondering what uh, implementing business continuity plans means, essentially that is UK government code for disaster recovery planning. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, this is that that was the Navy, but meanwhile, the Army at the same time finds that the software um, doesn't know how to s distinguish between um, the territorials and reserves and people who want to apply to the actual Army. So people who wanted to apply. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's amazing. Yeah, I started off with Dad's so Army and I just ended up getting murdered in Afghanistan. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, imagine the other way around. Like a tier one operator who's been training his whole life applies and he gets stuck in dad's army. <laughs> in the meanwhile, by the way, I should stress that this contract because it's 1.3 billion and only 500 of it is like for the software management system. Well, it's now 677 million, but let's not, you know, quibble over small numbers. Ah, uh, you chunk, know, a million here, a million there, so it adds up to real money. Another chunk of it goes to um, like advertising campaigns and recruitment. Um, so in 2017, or no, it's 2018 now, the Guardian reveals that Capita and the Army are running a delightful uh, social media campaign targeting quote unquote, stressed out and vulnerable 16 year olds right around GCSE results day, suggesting that the Army is still there for you if you don't get the grades you desired. And oh boy, are there more of those since the Tories came into government? Let me read you from The Guardian. Just right right before results day in August 2015, for example, a Facebook post said, no matter what your results will be, you can still improve yourself in the army. It was accompanied by an image of two quad soldiers riding a quad bike through the surf on the shingle beach. <laughs> was one of them also doing a kickflip on a skateboard and the other one had a jetpack on? <laughs> like, our recruitment technology is decades behind the Americans. They had fucking slaying a dragon with a sword in a stadium. Yes. And we've got, like, you ride a quad bike, you Yeah, know? I mean, like the, like, the Americans, like, I mean, by God, they know how to recruit people into the fucking military. Like, you know, are you, do you enjoy playing video games? Would you like to drone strike a Afghan wedding? Like, yeah. <laughs> but they actually had that, that first-person shooter, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, America, they did. Army, uh, America yeah. Online. Um, they they also no, had, America Online uh, was something totally different, mate. <laughs> no, 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 no. The um, <laughs> they they did right. No, no, they they had this whole advertising campaign drive, right, which was to do with: Do you like playing video games? Would you like to be part of our fucking Dota team and all this kind of stuff? Oh, the, U the UK also, and we'll get into that in but a moment. Also, runs a campaign later on, specifically targeted at uh, video game people, but they take a slightly different tack. 
Uh, let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Carry uh, on. By the way, th- this uh, ad campaign around the GCSEs is a follow-up from the rather delightful This is Belonging campaign that was specifically targeted at the lowest social and economic groups and had extra waiting yeah. in northern cities because that's where you get more recruits than in London. A true... True story, through my employment, I've learned there are seats, in not insubstantial number of constituency seats in the north of England where you can't do A-levels, there's nowhere to teach them. Yeah, okay, and that's no. where you get the soldiers from. Uh, by the way, exactly. all these ad campaigns that, that we'll be discussing a little bit uh, in the bits to come are run by a an ad company, I swear to gold, is called Karma-Rama. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Just patch in that Bill Hicks bit about if you work in advertising, you should kill yourself. <laughs> I think the best uh, army recruitment advert was that one where the the, the, the dodgeball like one where they were like, oh, if you can pull a pint, you can fly a plane. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> Uh, so in 2019, the uh, National Audit Office report comes out that I've been citing for a bit. And according to them and the House of Commons, uh, in the seven years that Capita has been now running recruitment for the army, it um, has only hit its outline targets four times out of two, 228. So out of 228 recruiting Out- targets set, they've hit four. Outstanding work, gentlemen. This is what, what peak performance looks like. <laughs> You may not like it, but... And you're wondering, well, that's that's certainly in many breaches and, and the army's going to like claw some of its, its money back uh, because of all these failures. And you're right. Uh, the army claws back $26 million out of a $1.3 billion budget. So, you know, oh, there you them. go, Capita. Don't do that Wait, again. So, so Man, like those, less uh, than a single percent. Like, I'd, I'd be interested to know proportionally how benefit sanctions line up to that. Uh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, po- Possibly even in absolute terms, to be totally honest, I don't know, but just fucking hell. And if you're wondering, maybe in the future, you know, the army's learned its lesson and they'll be tougher on capita and they'll do a thing. Um, but let me read again from the uh, House of Commons report. The army was not, however, able to provide us with a convincing answer on how it would penalise capita for underperformance in the future and the conditions it would consider terminating the contract. While the Secretary of State, Gavin Williamson at the time, has said that the department would remove the contract if, quote-unquote, it lost confidence in capita, but the (laughs) MOD cannot provide us with clarity on the what circumstances, other than withdrawal of key staff, or what level of underperformance would lead to contract cancellation, nor how long it would take to disentangle capita from the process of building the website and the recruitment tools. Okay, but again, they're the army. They could just shoot them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well i mean less so now because the army in anticipation of a whiz-bang rollout by this very efficient company had already closed more than half of its local recruitment offices uh including those quote-unquote in areas of Good. historically high rates of recruitment um or ones that made uh traveler recruits travel incredibly long distances before they could apply anywhere so yeah, good. Congratulations, thank. <laughs> like I said, this is this is a big pacifist project just through the back door. It's incredible. I love to I love to put uh, joining the army behind a fucking sphinx and a labyrinth. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> you have to join the answer. You must answer these questions three on the capital website. That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> It's like if the, <laughs> it's like if the Sphinx has a four oh four blue screen error and it's just fritzing out instead of letting you cross the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> 
you turn up to the Sphinx and the Sphinx, the Sphinx's mouth is open and it's just making Windows sounds at you. <laughs> oh, the fucking like new new uh, hardware detected noise just over and over. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, by the way, the MOD is also making life easier on itself. In 2019, uh, it lowers the, its own demands with regards to fitness and uh, obesity specifically. So it's easier to hit the uh, recruitment numbers. So instead of doing the actual work, they just, much like they did for Capita, they just lowered the requirements at which the work could be done. Because that's just easier. Um, and speaking yeah. of ad campaigns, we were just, we were talking about a moment ago about the Americans doing like army online and then slaying people with swords. If you remember, this was a thing. And I can't remember if we already had the pod back then, but I think we might have talked about it. Um, in 2019, the MOD runs a new campaign, still with Karmarama, by the way, um, calling... Calling on, quote, snowflakes, selfie addicts, class clowns, phone zombies, and me, me, me millennials to join its ranks in a recruitment drive targeting young people. Yeah, because you do that again, though, without insulting the people you're trying to recruit. Uh, no, that was the point. Uh, one of its ads, uh, let me, this from The Guardian, one of its ads shows a gamer staying up all night, which the army sees as showing stamina and oh, dedication. Oh, Christ's sake. In another scene, <sighs> someone who's... In another scene, someone is shown slowly stowing supermarket trolleys to the annoyance of their workmates, but the army instead says this sees them as being a slow and steady perfectionist with patience. Like, when the America did this, so the, the whole America Online thing I was referring to was represent America online, join the armed forces to, you know, and obviously like people were laughing at it the time because of its crossover of what you mentioned. But, like, they still did it, like, are you a totally base tier one operator? You know, to footage of people playing Dota and shit like that. Like, the, um, the reason that they did it in such a way that it was insulting was that they want people who will be okay with being insulted because that's the majority of the <laughs> army experience. I mean, I mean, maybe, but just fucking hell. What, what, just, is, what is being in the army if not having some other dickhead shout at you a lot? And one day you too could be the dickhead? Yeah. But yeah, the American, the Americans trying to like do their fucking cool online recruitment thing that went so well for them on Twitch. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Like they were, they were, you know, they had just these poor. Like, I think it was a Navy person or an Air Force person was like streaming on Twitch as part of their recruitment drive, and people were just coming into the channel and. Um, at, at first, it was like really obvious, kind of, you're a baby killer, kind of, you know, bullshit. But then, obviously, they started banning those people, and so they started to get fucking creative with it. And so they'd be asking questions and, you know, back and forth, and then they just start asking about US atrocities committed by the various branches that was doing the, like, you know, actual stuff. It was it was really great. Um, I don't know, did they ever, did they shut that down, or is that still going, Jamie, do you know? I think that was shut down. I think it was shut down because they, they just couldn't ban everyone on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a screen. I saw a screenshot of their chat that was just full of people like typing "World of War Crimes." <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, like during the time that this, like the "We Want the Precious Snowflake" campaign was running, this was also, if you remember, when um, Gavin Williamson was uh, Secretary of State for Defense, and famously, if you remember, he told Russia to go away and shut up. That was his... Oh. Uh... <laughs> and look what happened now, Gavin. You and Kronos are to blame for this. Um, Williamson, <laughs> by the way, if you remember, was also the one who said that Capitav would lose its contract if, you, if it continued to fuck up, even though it can't because it's too infested into the system at the moment. And if you're wondering is the, how... Is he the one that's all forehead? 
He's mainly forehead, yes. No, he's, oh, no, he's, the, he's the one that looks like... Yeah, he, he, yeah, that's Gavin Barwell. Um, no, Gavin Williamson is the uh, one that looks like Dark Universe Alan Partridge. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wondering, by the way, how uh, recruitment is going in the means of all this successful, phenomenal you know, rollout of a, of a website, uh, in 2020, the Mirror reports that over 450,000 potential soldiers have given up their army applications between 10, 2014 and 2020, many of them citing the impossible recruitment program and the lack of, of acknowledgement or anything from the system. Uh, they if only... If only there was some enterprising individual selling websites door to door. They actually, it's fantastic. They even cite the son of a serving uh, U- a UK Army colonel who couldn't get in, uh, couldn't get through the program, even when his dad, again a serving colonel, started making phone calls on his behalf, and even that didn't manage to get his son into the army. <laughs> true, oh, true, true, true. The system is fucked. If even nepotism can't yeah. help you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, meanwhile, by the way, uh, in spite of all this phenomenal success, and remember, this this recruiting tool is supposed to be also should also be running the um, Navy and Air Force uh, recruitment tools. Uh, but because it's all going so swell, the Navy and Royal Marines award a separate uh, one billion pound training contract to Capita, uh, which is now responsible for running onshore training for the entire US Navy, UK Navy. So if you're wondering why the <laughs> why the Queen Elizabeth II is such a piece of shit. That's part of the reason. They've all been trained by Capita. <laughs> or not trained by Capita, as the case may be. <laughs> so this brings us back Amazing. to today and the reason I originally read the piece. And Alistair, you were wondering why the website is uh, offline. And essentially, it's this latest in a long series of fuck-ups. But the current one um, is that uh, apparently it was, it was hacked. Um, and they... <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the, there was a breach in the data system where apparently in, where the section where people were, had to post their personal information of soldiers who'd signed up to be recruited. Um, and according to the register, uh, whoever hacked it was selling uh, per one Bitcoin uh, 125 recruits worth of data. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, if only we had the cybersecurity module of the Ajax function and none of this would have happened. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, we're, we're, deploying the Ajax, <laughs> we're deploying the Ajax to defend websites. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> they should deploy the Ajax to recruit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> have it sitting oscillating in a fucking college car park while like, some squaddy with like radiation burns just screams <laughs> over the top of it like... You want your student loans paid off? I mean, they can't. We, you know, we can't collect interest on your loans if you're dead. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, like I said, the, the contract for Capita with for this whole recruitment business is supposed to end this year, um, but the army has already said it will probably extend it into 2026. Yeah, um, will it? Will it? Fuck! Like. <laughs> Despite the NAO also saying that any of the projected cost efficiency savings that it had set out in 2012 will not be met, and indeed the program is much more expensive than had the army continued to run its shit in house. Um, I so mean, if that, that's the point, though. That I mean, like, so like mission yes. accomplished, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, we, we can have a, we can we, we can deploy the big banner, George Bush, all that stuff. Yeah. 
So if you remember, I think it was last year when um, uh, Boris Johnson said that they were that the the army was going to drop from eighty odd thousand to seventy three or seventy two thousand total soldiers, um, and there was a whole thing about the you know Starmer did a thing about how they were you know making Britain unsafe and that stuff. They weren't actually doing that. They were just bringing much like they did with Capita. The government is just lowering its own targets to reflect the reality of its decade-long shitty performance. <laughs> so they've just remarked their own homework to bring it and give it itself a, a, a 10. Just low, if, they, if you just lower everything, you can just make up shit and then say, look, we've hit our recruiting targets. I love, because... to, I love to set set the exam, take the exam, and then also mark the exam and change the scoring of the exam after I've taken the exam. And that's that's just yet, that's just politics, baby. And yet somehow still fail. Yes. <laughs> but but only ever upwards. Twirling, twirling, twirling towards failure. Um <laughs> So remember those three goals I set out at the beginning that the NA, that that the army had set for itself. Um, you no. know that bringing the efficiency <laughs> of the private market would help bring in. Uh, you know the army kept in before two thousand twelve kept missing its recruitment targets, and they said that might get worse in, in a better economy. I think that's something that's clearly been resolved because they've just fucked with the metrics. Uh, and the other thing that's clearly been solved is the IT systems that the army used before were out of date. But now they have a whole brand new system of IT, which has never worked in the first place. So is it out of date if it's never worked? Um, it's out of date, but, it fuck, but it's fucked. So again, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's new. So. And its recruitment officers didn't communicate well with each other and were just kind of a shambles. So now there's just less recruitment officers, which still don't talk to each other, and a capital-run call center in Wales, I think. So, well, the situation is different. you got yes, to give them that. It is certainly different. So my conclusion to all this is, A, things can only get better, and B, Capita is the UK's most powerful pacifist organization. Yeah, move over, stop the war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the Labour Party are going to prescribe membership of Capita. <laughs> <laughs> or indeed membership of the armed forces at this rate. <laughs> Tony Blair sweating over two buttons. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it. That's all I wanted to talk about. Uh, it's it's another fantastic cooperation between the UK army and the and the private sector. Everything just keeps going right. It. But in this case, it actually has positive outcomes. The only way the only way this contract realistically could have been made better if there was a like huge PFI segment where they had to build a bunch of barracks or whatever and you know paying oh, no, well oh, well no. over Alistair, the odds. That's the whole thing I didn't get into. But Capita also maintains the <laughs> army barracks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, ten out of ten. <laughs> well, you have to un- well, you have to understand, Alistair, is it was a rapidly evolving theatre, as in <laughs> comedy of errors. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. How about we round this off with some comment or commentary? Nah, oh, not not in the mood. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Got one of those tantric headaches. <laughs> <laughs> I hear there's a shirt for that, Jamie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll go into that in a minute. I wouldn't turn down an evening with Keel. I'll bet he has plenty of wit, but chooses to use it at appropriate times. What we need Ew. now is competence and integrity. I'd add compassion, yeah. and he has that too, in bucket loads. What? 
Maybe after a couple of years spent in successfully sorting out the cataclysmic damage the Tories have inflicted on our country, and he feels the timing's right. Comment or commentary up. I don't want to think about an evening of Kia ending with bucket loads. Like, you know. (laughs) Indecent proposal, but make it forensic. (laughs) The only thing that comes to mind hearing that is rules help control the fun. (laughs) Keir Starmer does strike you as the kind of gentleman who tracks in milliliters how well he's doing at sex. (laughs) Um... I'm going to say commentariat oh, because that yeah. was not enough of a briefcase shagger sound. Do you think he has thing. one of those like charts up the side of a door and he gives himself gold stars when he reaches new heights? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's the Bristol stool chart. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like when 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 Keith drops by, he he only does just needs like half a pizza and one can of coke, and you're still like you're very impressed anyway. <laughs> Tragically, though, he has to take it out of the bins himself. Yeah. Big, um, big Keithy One comes. <laughs> Starla turning up on your doorstep with like one of those uh, styrofoam uh, containers with like half eaten curry. He's like, hi, can I come in? A fucking a McCain mini pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this is uh, I think this is comment in the Guardian. Oh right, uh, yeah, we're doing that, aren't we? Um, <laughs> comment. See, I'm torn between commentariat and comment in the Guardian. Uh, what we should, you're what torn, we should you're do? You're torn between comment and commentariat. Well, that is the game. Yeah. <laughs> what we should do is we should we should unionize and all vote the same way. <laughs> oh, I'm down for that, comrade. Okay. Yeah. Um, comment. Comment. In, comment in the Guardian. Yeah. Comment in the Guardian. All right. That was a comment in the Guardian. <laughs> hey, the works. Reunion delivers, baby. <laughs> See, man, right. ape together strong. Yeah. <laughs> not in this economy. Yeah, not if you use a slurp juice on them. <laughs> right, next one. The boldest way for King Charles the Third to take the crown with the active support of the people would be <laughs> Sorry, uh, David, I need to vote no, oh, right, through oh, the you... power of incredible violence. <laughs> King Charles the Third. Wait, no, oh, sorry. Fuck me. You've not had your moment yet. The boldest way for oh. King Charles III to take the crown with the active support of the people would be a public vote. Either <laughs> among the whole country or the citizens' juries. Either way, he should ask the people, do you accept me as your king? That vote would be entirely personal. It would be about him, not the crown, and it would not be binding as a monarch appointed what? by God. It would, of course, be up to him to what? ignore it. Comment or commentary. I want nothing more than a referendum on the royal family. (laughs) Absolutely. You'd be able to see the smoke from the moon. It'd be fucking incredible. This country would... This this country would fucking dissolve. Like, you know, as the ballot's result was announced, there'd just be like a nanobot, you know, wave rolling out from the epicenter with just everything falling into total chaos. Comment. That's Do you know so what? Yeah, actually, hang on. Would, sorry, would... sorry. So, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, I need to ballot our members. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I'm going I'm to agree with you. Comment. It would obviously have to come back 5248, just, just yeah. for that. Yes. <laughs> a delightful just, little uh, uh, poetic, poetic end. The snapping brain damage you need to say, what we need for King Charles III is a citizen's assembly to elect him, is just, that's so wonderful. Did... 
did Femi write this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's certainly like it's it's definitely big brain. I understand what monarchy is kind of hours, frankly. I mean, That's whoever so wrote good. it, do they have a website where I can sign up? Because I I want this more than anything, you know. What I mean? <laughs> I, uh, my feeling my feeling is that Femi wrote this, and he's like he doesn't even he's not big a big enough caliber to count as commentary yet, so that's comment as yeah. far as i'm concerned yeah the, mm-hmm. the people have spoken it's comment all right that uh, was yeah. commentary at it was james <gasps> kirkup in the times he wasn't fired for yeah. this no but, yeah, okay no, I, I assumedly they paid him yeah well cowards flinch and traitors sneer <laughs> but i'm gonna stay with the union let's go yeah. <laughs> all right this is a long one but it is worth every word Okay, all right. Why don't the Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition call a truce, show real honour, and write a joint letter of apology? It could go something like this. Dear people of the UK, as recent events have shown, many of the rules introduced in haste at the start of the first lockdown were ludicrous and unfair. So much so that even those who voted on them in Parliament were unable to either understand or abide by them. We now realise that it was against the law to be in a room after work socialising with colleagues. Indeed, any but the most essential interactions between a small number of people were strictly forbidden. Criminalising contact between individuals was unprecedented in our history. We now admit that was entirely wrong and against the traditions of this liberty-loving nation. Instead, Uh we should have issued guidance and relied on the great good sense of you, the British people, to protect yourselves as you saw fit. Yeah, when I say when I say Magna, you say Carter. (laughs) (laughs) The most most right-wing person alive in this country wrote this letter. People simply could not comprehend. Why having a drink in a pub while sitting down eating a scotch egg was deemed safe while having the same drink standing up with a packet of crisps carried the risk of infection. That's because the rule was incomprehensible. It's the invocation of the scotch egg that makes it art. (laughs) (laughs) It was made up by some nerd in Downing Street who never goes to the pub. Our bad. As no one could be expected to follow such rules to the letter brackets, especially us, we now believe that the fairest course is for all fines for a breach of COVID rules to be rescinded. Let us stop the endless bickering over who did what when and focus our attention on the real crises that face this country. With profound apologies for breaking the rules we imposed on you, Boris and Keir comment or commentary at this is this is so this is that woman who like put a sign in a window saying the magna carta like in a shop window saying the magna carta protected (laughs) her from like fucking covid laws and got fined 11 million pounds or something (laughs) i uh so first of all that is amazing and uh that like just politically like i mean i want them to do it because it's political suicide um but second I can go two ways on this, right? I could see this being some Richard Littlejohn-esque wankery, right? Or I could see it being just like a a, a comment from a Magna Carta fucker, essentially. And I, mm, I'm cl- inclined to say comment. Therein lies think, the beauty of the game. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like I'm thinking of very, very specific people when I'm saying this. I'm going to Jamie. elect. I'm going to elect you as union spokesman because I really don't give a shit. <laughs> the union system works, everyone. Yeah. Uh, lighting my facts, my fat stacks on fire um, to start my cigars as I drive to my union job each day. Um, what? I'm, I don't know. I'm just here. Just, just give me a ring when you need to bury Jimmy Hoffa. That's my job. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to go with comment. Alistair and, and uh, Rob, what do you guys think? Well, it sounds like we're spoken for, so... Yeah, I don't get any say in this union. I wish I never joined. Right, fair enough. So if, <laughs> if Everett Claire has spoken um, and, and we said comment, did we, yeah? Yeah. That Apparently. was commentary at it was Alison Pearson in the Telegraph. <laughs> Re-elect me. The union is working for you. <laughs> uh, well, I think we should go on strike until David changes the answers. Uh, well, crack on, because that was the last one. So The system works. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We've got everything we wanted immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and thus, I'm unanimously re-elected. <laughs> All right, I suppose that will do. So, uh, thank you for thank you for waiting for us all to finally um, reconvene for an episode. It's been it's been a while, but we're back. So yeah, and it's a one off because Rob's away again next week. Yeah, I'm on I'm on the plane next week. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know exactly when this one's going to come out because it's the bonus. But yeah, um, you, you'll notice one week where Rob isn't here, and then then he'll be back and, and that's yes. back to normal but yeah so thanks again for subscribing we can see you on the discord if you would deign to post there you should post there it's fun and yeah, uh, yeah you get to um, talk about as much piss as you like you, you go up to a point yes well <laughs> no we, we have like we've we've taken a leaf out oh, of oh yeah because, um, because of us Patel's we have book. three rules now <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Yeah. We have introduced controls on piss like Pretty Patel. So, uh, Rules yeah. help control the fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, come join us. Uh, uh, we, we post in there, you post in there, everyone posts in there, it's good. Uh, tell a friend, get them involved, get them on the Patreon, get them on the Discord, and then you've got yeah. someone else that you can see is as brain diseased yeah. as you that listens to this podcast in yeah. full. Sign up, get your friends to sign up to the Patreon or we'll send you that horrid shirt that Jamie designed. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're the lunatic that fucking bought one. Thanks to the one person that bought one, yeah. Well, yeah, there's three in total now who have the Brussels bathwater t-shirt, so shout out to my favourite perverts. Like, Well, only one has the tie-dye version. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two they get, OGs they get in to be pervert. <laughs> no, other, other yeah. way around. The collector's yeah. original, surely. No, uh, the, the tie-dye owner gets granted the, the James Spader award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you again soon. Uh, Catch you after. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.